Welcome back to episode 7 of the Rolling Thunder podcast. I'm Colin Short. And I'm Cade Shirley. Alright, so first talking point of the day, we're going to talk about uh, last night's game, Oklahoma City versus Utah Jazz in Utah. Crazy game. Good game. but it was Important for a lot of reasons, for sure. Yeah, very. I mean, it's we swept the Jazz season series 4-0. I mean, yep. that's that's great. You, I would have never believed that. I don't think Cade would have either if you told us that earlier or be, at the beginning of the season. I think that's pretty remarkable. Yeah, and, so currently the Thunder are sitting at sweeping sweeping two of the division opponents in Utah and Portland, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then we are a game away from being swept by Denver and uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who we both we play in our next and last 15 games. So we're 0-3 against Minnesota, 0-3 against Denver, 4-0 against Portland, and 4-0 against uh, Utah. I mean, that that's that's just so odd. Like, I mean, I... I don't know. I, that's just so weird. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed 4-0 against Portland since they're typically a good regular season team, mm-hmm. and they are this year too. They're still sitting at the five, five seed. So I would have guessed we would have dropped at least one game. And then sweeping Utah is just weird because they're a very sound defensive team, and they beat us in the playoffs 4-1. to Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, I and, That's just the most – that's the most interesting style line like of the year to me dude. is – 0-6 combined so far against Minnesota and Denver. Hopefully that changes. Now I don't want to see I don't want to see a sweep to Minnesota and a sweep to Denver and then we sweep um Portland and Utah. But I that's just that's just odd. 0 and six against those two teams, then eight no against Portland and Utah. That well, I, and getting swept by a team like Minnesota who's not in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I mean we just I don't know what it is about that team. We just can't I mean, to beat be them. fair, we might not get swept by them because we still have one more game. Yeah. And it will be important for seeding. For seeding, yeah. I mean, I'm, that's just—I I don't know. It must just be something about something about Minnesota that we just—I don't, I don't yeah. know. I mean, Andrew Wiggins torches us every time, and then when Carl Anthony Towns goes off for what did he have like forty-two last time he played? Yeah. What can he do? Nothing. <laughs> so I, I mean, he was playing remarkable. Yeah. He was shooting the lights out. Yeah. So the game last night against Utah was just—it felt like a big defensive showcase by both teams oh yeah obviously we are two of the better defensive uh-huh, teams in the for league. sure um the thunder since i mean christmas i guess haven't really been the defensive team that we were in the first mm-hmm. half of first third first half of the season Agreed. but still um we're still very good defensively and so is utah mm-hmm. um but just the way last night went it, it was the first time since like i want to say it was I saw a stat. It was the first time since, the, like, the beginning of December, I think, or maybe the beginning of January, but that we have beat a team and held them under 100 points. So every time we beat a team, they've scored over 100. Over 100, yeah. Yeah, I, I think the an, another big um, thing that stands out about that game is, I mean, when you look at that, when you look at the score, Utah, 89. That, that's pretty impressive in modern-day NBA, holding a team to 89 points. Um I mean that's that's just great defense. Great all, first half, too. all around. We yeah, outscored them fifty to thirty-seven. That was the second least points that we've allowed in a half, which was second to the Celtics when we we held them to thirty-four back in November. But then they came back and beat us. They scored forty in the third quarter. Yeah, well, I remember ending up losing that game. That game that was is... very frustrating in the third and fourth quarter. But, yes, but last night was still a closer game, but we did pull it out. Yeah, I mean that's it's always what you want to see. Um, I mean, we I I thought we played pretty decent all around. Uh, Dennis had a good game. 
What do you have? Like, I think he had 25. He had, tw- he had 24, like, 7 and 4 or something like that. That's good. Um, Russell played a good game. He had a double-double. Um, PG, you know, still... I'm not really sure what to say about PG. You know, I mean, he's been red hot all year. He's kind of cooled down a little bit these past past few weeks. I want to say since All Star break, probably he's cooled down a little bit. Yeah, hasn't been as hot. I mean, that's all right as long as we're winning games. You know, yeah. me as a Thunder fan. I mean, we obviously we haven't been. We're four and six since All Star break. Not. I mean, not, I don't want to say that's horrible, but it's not not, not what, good. Not what you want, but not what not you what want, you want but kind of what you expect when you have the hardest schedule. We do have a very hard schedule. Break. We'll give it to them. We'll give but, it that to them. I mean, obviously, you want to see Paul George play better because our team's at our best when he is playing at his. Best. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, um, but I, like when he has a game for fourteen points, that's kind of like fourteen points. I saw twenty five percent from the field. Yes, not very bad. Not ideal, and I mean he. I don't want to say he's been playing the worst basketball of his career, but I mean he just, I, he just hasn't had a stroke like he did before the All Star break. Nope. I, I know knowing Paul George, he'll get it back before the playoffs. He needs to. playoff P. He'll he'll be there. He'll I'm be sure. There, but... All right, Russell Westbrook also last night and oh, since the All Star break, it's kind of in the opposite. He's been, I, it's... he's been shooting very well. Last night he shut it off. He hit that deep that... three. Deep, like thirty-five footer. I mean, that's not that's not Russell. When you're range. up by when you're up by nine with yeah. th- with three minutes left, you don't shoot that shot. No one should shoot that shot. No. But Russell pulled up, and there I'll give like, that to Steph. That's it. Yeah. Oh, nobody yeah, else in the yeah. league. But there was still like ten seconds left on the shot clock. It's not like it was a last second shot. It was ten seconds left on the shot clock. He probably could have driven it, but he just he just tossed it and drained it. Yeah, I mean. See, here's the thing about that. Awesome shot. I mean, it's just like, wow. Like, everyone, I saw that so many times on social media. Here's the thing about that I don't like. You're going to expect more of that. Russell's going to be like, yeah, I made that. Yeah, yes. big, well, that big just, three. Yeah, the fact that he shot it just shows his confidence in himself, even though his three-point percentage is poor. So, as we move on throughout the end of the season, expect more of those deep threes from Russell. I mean, I, I honestly, I'm, I bet you he'll shoot. I bet you'll shoot another one, another one just like that, another 35-footer tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I mean, knowing Russell, knowing his tendencies and just the way he plays, I mean, he's going to – you know, he, he's got Instagram too. He's scrolling through. He's seeing that video. He's like, yeah, I did hit that. Yeah, I can yeah. do that. People people doubt me. I'm like that. And then he's going to do the same oh, thing and tomorrow. Especially when all the comments on Instagram and Twitter are West Brick. Yeah, exactly. All the time. Yeah, I mean, he's – but you know he silences the haters. I mean he's he's shooting thirty eight percent from three this month. I mean obviously what are we like fifteen days into March? But still, yeah. I mean that's that's pretty. He's just been going up all year since October. Yep. October he shot a like career low of like twenty one percent, and he's just been going up ever since. Just he went from twenty one to like twenty four to thirty. To thirty four to like you know we're yeah at thirty eight at thirty eight so. that's in a six game span which is pretty good that is pretty good yeah I mean uh, gotta you give it definitely to him. take that oh yeah for sure even though you hate to see him shoot that many threes you know you'll take it I mean if he I mean thirty eight rounded up forty if he's making forty percent of his threes I'll take I'll take ten threes all game yeah. all day honestly I mean four out of ten from Russell that's not bad yeah it's not bad at all but I'd rather that be over a two game span where he shoots two and five twice I'd rather have that but the more impressive play that I liked in Russ last night was the third or the fourth quarter when he uh, got that help side block on Gobert mm-hmm. yeah that's that was really big great. time because Gobert's a big big dude down down in the paint and Russell jumped up there and blocked it and it led to a Schroeder and one on the other end so you really love to see plays like that 
Man, I I love playing the Jazz. I love it. I mean, Oof. just good games all the time, especially this year. I mean, 4-0, and I'm not a big fan of Jazz fans, of just the Jazz in general. Yeah. Jazz is one of my least favorite teams in the league. These it's, past, these it's past, really easy to hate them, especially because oh, of last night, so we got to move into that. If you didn't see last night, uh, Russell Westbrook had an alt- another altercation with a fan as he – it seems he has altercations all the time, whether mm-hmm. it's not like even if it's not that bad. This one was pretty bad. This one, yeah. I so I actually did not see. I, I had no idea what was going on um, watching the game, but I I scrolled and I saw it on Twitter, and I actually saw it by a smaller account, not like a big, not like ESPN or Bleacher Report or anything. It was some smaller. I can't remember what account it was, but I saw it and I was like. This if this hasn't gotten a ton of views yet, this is gonna go crazy. Yeah, people are gonna see this because this is insane. Because that's like a he, let's let's talk about it. He made a big time threat. So pretty much, the video you're gonna see on social media, it's just the video of Russ telling this guy that he's uh, it's a not safe for work video. Not, not safe a lot for of cursing work. in it, but he pretty much tells this guy that he'll he'll beat this guy up and his wife too. Or he'll mm-hmm. he'll mess him up pretty much in in a good way of saying it, mm-hmm. um, and so afterwards you see the post game interview, mm-hmm. and he's talking about like, bro, I'm not gonna take that. This guy was threatening me. He was he was being racist, racial slurs. Uh, yeah. So r- what Russell claimed pretty much was that uh, this guy told him to get down on his knees like he used to, mm-hmm. referencing slavery mm-hmm. pretty much, and then so Russell. Was pretty much saying that's unacceptable, which it definitely no, that is, is unacceptable, definitely unacceptable. Sure. So when you see that, I mean, his explanation is super important to what the video clip that you see of him telling this guy is going to beat him up pretty much. Yeah, I mean, knowing Russell's fiery personality, I, I mean, if you're a Jazz fan, you're sitting that close to him, and you say something. I mean, honestly, to anybody in the NBA, but especially Russell Westbrook. Yeah, when you say something of you know that's racist like that, you, I mean, I don't want to say you can expect. You can expect that to happen, but you can expect backlash. I mean, yeah. now do I want – I will say Russell, he did go I, – I will say he did go a little crazy. He did – He went He went big crazy. But I mean, he was mad. Now, did did the fan deserve that? Maybe. We, I don't know. I, mean, I wasn't don't know, there. But also, it, I don't know if you saw the interview of the fan I after did. the game. Mm-hmm. So the fan pretty much told him to sit down and ice his knee. So you can see how that could have been a miscommunication. But the fans, the fan was also saying his wife was quiet, had her hands in her lap, was sitting down, mm-hmm. and Russell said that his wife was standing up, yelling the same thing at him. So that's also like something that's like, well, that's who said to, the truth? Yeah. But then you go and find out that this guy deleted his Twitter after uh-huh, the game, and that I did people see this. people have screenshots, and it wasn't like a fake Twitter. It had like fifteen hundred following, mm-hmm. fifteen hundred followers. It was real, like that. And had been an account since like I think 2011. Yeah, and so you see these tweets where he uses the N word. Oh yeah, he was and, very racist. And on where Twitter. he references it was a tweet back in October where he references uh, he says like Westbrook should go back where he came from, and then says hashtag MAGA, which MAGA. is Make America Great Again. Mm-hmm. So you see something like that, and that just makes it. It's hard to defend that. It's that hard man. to defend like. Why would you not believe for us exactly. when this guy is racist on Twitter? Why would you not believe that he was racist to Russell Westbrook in person when he's done it online? Right? Uh huh. So, I, I agree. I I saw those exact screenshots you're talking about. I mean, he uh, he from the looks of it, he's he's a racist. I mean, he yeah. was uh, he has a lot of racial slurs on his Twitter. 
Um, I mean, he's obviously, like you said, he's gone at Russell before, not, not, um, not, not in like person, in person, but, on, but online. online. And he cusses online. He uses the N word. Uses right, exactly. I mean, I if all it, which I believe that that was actually his Twitter. Like you said, there's evidence. I mean, yeah, two thousand eleven showing it how it's an old account. It's yeah, very believe, like, and it. I mean, it gets deleted. Yeah, with all that evidence on there proving that he could be a racist. I, I, I mean, I'm gonna have to side with Russ on it's, this one. It's hard not to, but if that wasn't the case if there was no twitter having this like racist things on it and referencing russell westbrook then i would see how it was a mis- miscommunication and i actually I did think it was miscommunication until i saw that twitter mm-hmm. yeah because i did you too hear him say that he told him to sit down and ice his knees because russell was icing his knees but then russell says he told him to go back or get down on your knees like you used to or like uh whatever the quote was and that his wife was also yelling at him that just makes it so hard to believe the fan, and it's it just makes it easier for me to side with Westbrook. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I I really just Utah the Jazz fans they've just they've gotten bad rep forever. I mean, this and is that's just not even just from Thunder fans. That's not even Thunder else. fans. It's other fans that say the Jazz fans are racist. People say the Jazz fans and the Celtics fans are the most racist in the league. I, I mean, I don't know what it is about those those jazz fans over in Utah. I mean, they've just had they've had bad altercations all the time. I mean, I've I, I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was Derek Fisher. Maybe it was. It was I want to say it was somebody from the Lakers was saying that they've had altercations with them within the playoffs too. If you, not not recently, but about ten years ago, something like that. Um, I mean, I can't credit it, but I I've heard. I've heard of other stories of Jazz fans being just pesky at games, just at their own arena, yeah. just being just rude to the players. I mean, racist, just just not nice. And so. that just like brings it to the topic of like, what is the NBA going to do? Because right, Russell said last year after one of the I don't know if it was the last playoff game or one of the playoffs games, but it was a post game interview against Utah, and he said the NBA's got to do something about these fans. They're being racist, like. Because obviously Russell Westbrook can tune out the people who say you suck, or you're like you're not, like obviously like you're they say, bad. Yeah, about they say Russell Westbrook, you're terrible. Things like that. Yeah. But like, I get, I understand. Like, he's not going to backlash at that because every player in the NBA. Gets yeah, that. I can understand that. But when it comes to like racist things, racist remarks, family stuff yeah, like that, things about your family, like that's that's like personal, right? Because that's personal. Mm-hmm. You can you can yell all day about someone being terrible, and that happens with every sport. But when oh, yeah. it comes to things like race, like racist slurs and things, like the NBA needs to take a stance on that. They need to say something because Russell was talking about it uh, last year, obviously, and then just other fan altercations, like fan fans going onto the court. I remember there was a Heat game earlier in the year. A fan ran onto the court during a free throw and got the rebound. <laughs> and there was a game. There was a game. Uh, against Denver earlier in the season. It was I think it was the one in de- December maybe where post game Russell Westbrook was on the court and he turns and there's just a fan right there like in Russell's face. So Russell gives him a little shove like away from him, like not like a hard shove where the guy fell, but it was like a little pushback. And then the security came in obviously and st- remember Stephen Adams came running over too. And mm-hmm. so just like uh, weird how there's been like Wait, did you say Denver? It was against Denver. It actually might have been last season, but it was against Denver. Cause well, it was in. It was in Denver. You remember the Denver game like two weeks ago with the the, the kid. That the I was kid. Say that too, because obviously Russell handled handled that well. Because the kid like grabbed him. It was either like after play or right before an inbound, and the kid like grabbed Russell's like shorts 
and kind of like gave him a tug or like kind of pushed him something like, something like that yeah and Russell like kind of turned around and like explained to the kid he's like you can't do that and like yeah. and like told us that obviously to tell him because that's not okay you can't interfere with the game I, I agree yeah I agree I've heard I've heard many people saying that they think Russell Westbrook is just being a baby about the whole situation that he should man up I, I and I disagree because I think I mean now Russell Westbrook now he might get a little bit too into it with the crowd but you know I, he's He's a really hated player when you look at he it. He's so hated. I mean, he's hated by by he is hated by the entire state of Utah. Yes. And I mean, when people people love messing with him at in away games. I mean, just over any other player in the league, they love getting trying to get in Russell Westbrook's head. And part of the reason is cuz I will say part of the reason is I want to say he's done that to himself just cuz he does involve himself with fans. He does yeah. respond. He will talk back. You know, he's not going to let down but I mean, when people say that he's being a baby about the whole situation, I just, I completely disagree. I think he's handling it to the best of his ability, without you know, I mean, he hadn't punched anybody yet. Exactly. So. And like the thing is for me, like, why would he have responded to the guy if he told him to sit down and ice his knees? Right. I don't think that Russell Westbrook would have gave a response and yelled at him like that and told him and threatened him verbally and his wife if he wasn't threatened the way that he said he was. Yeah, right. I agree. Like he's. If the guy really said to sit down and ice your knees, that is literally nothing. He would he, tune that out. In a yeah, heartbeat. right. He wouldn't say anything. There's no way. No NBA player would, unless no. some rookie would maybe laugh. I, I mean, yeah. I can't think of anyone. But you, wouldn't, you wouldn't threaten someone like that back if they told exactly. you to sit down and ice your knees. Like that just makes it so hard to believe that the Jazz fan said to sit down and ice your knees. Like I, there's like no thought in my mind that he didn't say what Russell said he did because Russell wouldn't have responded. I mean, even if he did respond, he wouldn't he wouldn't have responded in the way that he did. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I'm. I, it's gonna be. I'm excited. I'm not excited, but I'm. I, I want to see where this goes. You know? I, I I think it it has to go somewhere. The Jazz sent out something either last night or this morning, saying that they were looking into it, uh, just fan altercations in general, specifically that though. Uh, there's a lot of now. Also, there are a lot of uh, Utah um, players. Did you see Tabo came out? Tabo Cephalosha yeah. came out with a statement saying that he sided with Russ. I mean, obviously, I I'm not for sure. I haven't seen anybody um, in particular, but I'm sure there's Jazz fans who are upset with the man, or um, you know, they're just unhappy and siding with Russ. But um. I, I'm interested to see what will happen with the fan in, in general. I want to see, you know, imagine he goes back to the next Jazz game, the next Jazz home game. I mean, is he going to be frowned upon? Yeah. Are they going to, is everyone going to be staring at him? Is he even going to be a season ticket holder, even if he was? He shouldn't be allowed to be. Exactly. Like that. But then you look and see, there was a post-game interview with Raymond Felton, too, backing Russell up. And, like, obviously saying that this is ridiculous. And it wasn't like him getting heated. This was like a stern, like, mm-hmm. Like serious, like very, very serious, like like nothing to like joke about at all. Like very, very serious. Raymond Felton talked to the post game interviewers and just saying that like this has to stop. Mm-hmm. And like I side with Russell one hundred percent. Just things like that, and that just like adds to it, right? And then you see Patrick Patterson's tweet saying this is ridiculous. This is getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. Things like fan inter- uh, fan interaction with the NBA players like has to stop when it comes to things like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I saw something. It was. Uh, Shannon, Shannon Sharp said said something. He was like, NBA fans, like you can yell at them, tell them they're bad and things like that. But when it comes to racial slurs, like things like that, you don't you don't yell racist things at them, obviously, and you don't exactly. touch them like the little kid did, even though he didn't know better. 
you like you don't touch them and things like that and like the guy who i said earlier went on the court you don't do that yeah like but if an nba fan initiates it with you or like an nba player initiates it with you right like if he goes for a high five because he's celebrating like at go home, for it like that's that's not bad at all i mean that's not malicious at all yeah that's normal but like mm-hmm. you like as a fan you should not involve yourself with things like that i get yelling that you suck if you're if there's an away player that you don't like but i've actually i've just gotten this on my phone i've just gotten an update from bleacher report the fan is banned permanently he should from be. utah jazz um i i think just activity i think that means games for life which wow that's that's great to see i don't think i mean obviously i believe that russell westbrook is telling the truth and the guy said what russell westbrook said he did but that doesn't necessarily prove it but that says to the Jazz enough that we don't want this guy at our games because we don't want this kind of bad rap at our games, even though we already have it, mm-hmm. you know? The ban is effective immediately and includes all arena events. Wow. Everything. That's concerts. That's that's anything. everything that has to do with, I don't know, I'm not sure the name of their... Whatever their arena Whatever their arena's called. named, yeah. Um, yeah, wow, that's... The Utah Jazz will not tolerate fans who act inappropriately. There is no place in our game for personal attacks or disrespect. So... Wow. I mean, it sounds like the Jazz, in particular, cracking down. I mean, that's that's really, I mean, banned all arena events. That's crazy. I would not expect that. I would think, you know, just something like, no, I don't know. I would have expected, I honestly would have expected, like, no Utah Jazz games for a year or something like that. But, I mean, all arena events forever, that's insane. I'm so with it, though, right? I, I agree, too. I, I If you don't do that, you can't guarantee it's not going to happen again. And, I mean, obviously, the Thunder do it. If you've ever been to a Thunder game, you see the things where it's like, uh, like they play it before like every game. It's like yeah, they don't do funny do. jokes, like don't run on I the know. court, don't yell, things <laughs> yeah. like that. I, every team does something like that. Uh-huh. And so, like, I don't think it necessarily, I don't know if, it necessarily says don't be racist, like don't yell at racist, racist slurs, but that's something that does not ever have to be said. Exactly. Right? Agreed. And I think it's great that the Utah Jazz has banned him. Yeah. The I'm, NBA also needs to have a statement on that to let all teams know that like that is not okay and they need to crack down on that. And I'm sure Utah will have a statement next home game, something saying, um, you know, this is this is what we're going to do going forward. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we won't tolerate this, which I, I think that, that makes me happy. I mean, that really makes me happy for Utah. Cause I mean, they, they, they don't want to see their organization, no. you know, suffer from one fan. So they're going to take action immediately. And they did it on oh, not even 24 hours after. And that's why if you, if, People who say that Russell Westbrook's a baby and he shouldn't talk back to fans, I disagree completely in this scenario at least. Mm-hmm. Because if he doesn't say anything, nothing happens to that fan, right? Security wasn't exactly. going to do anything if he didn't say anything like that. I mean, if that video if that video is not taken, that fan's still going to every game. He's still exactly he's still harassing players around the league, whether it's Westbrook, whether it whoever it is. I mean, yeah, that's so that I mean that's so, really yeah. Russell saying that pretty much shows the league that. I mean, obviously, other players. If they, if someone says something like that, oh, you best believe they're going to react in some way, or they're going to get security in some way, even if it's not as like viral or negative as Russell's response was. They can at least get security and take that fan out or do something, right? Because that shows players that like they can get like if someone's being terrible like that, like being racist and things like that, they can get them. Like they shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, going forward, I think that's. 
I think that's just going to a lot of people who do this because obviously it's not like this guy's the only one around the league saying racist stuff. A lot of people are going to take that into account and they're going to shut their mouths at games because they don't want to get kicked out. They don't want to be banned from Uh Chesapeake, from American Airlines, wherever it may be. They don't want to be banned for life. So I think that's I think that's awesome. And the NBA will definitely make a statement on that. So it'll be more so more people will be aware of that um, across the nation. So that, I mean that's that's good moving forward for the I league. I agree more. Mm-hmm. So that was that was kind of a long rant about that, but I'm I don't know. That was just a big thing that needed to be talked about mm, for sure. That and was then, I mean it was all it was everywhere, all over social media, news. Everything. It was huge. Um, and then also last night against the Jazz, moving away from the fan altercation, Dennis Schroeder leads the team in scoring, and it's just another game where. If he didn't play good, I feel like we would have lost, right? Because Paul George only puts up 14 points, but Schrodi puts up 24. Mm-hmm. And it's just another way, like, this team is so fueled by Dennis Schroeder, right? No, because yeah. there's games where Dennis Schroeder's terrible, mm-hmm. where he has, like, a minus 15, minus mm-hmm. 20. He does have those And games. we just, like, aren't in it. Even if Paul George and Russ are playing great, like, our bench is not good when he's not good. Agreed. Because yeah. if you watched last night, you see he makes some great passes. He had a he had like a no look backdoor pass to <laughs> Terrence Ferguson, who got an easy layup, mm-hmm. and just things like that, right? So like obviously, I think I don't know. Looking into the playoffs, I think there will be at least one game that we lose because Schroeder plays bad. But I think the same way could be said the other way around, right? I think there will be games that we win because Schroeder is playing great. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, he he is he's a he's a difference maker. I mean, he really is. He's a facilitator. He's our sixth man. You know, sixth man is so important in yeah. the NBA. And I mean, he's he's our second facilitator. When Russ isn't facilitating, you'll see Bo Donovan. He'll go get Dennis off the bench, and you know, I mean, he'll come in. He'll take Russ's spot. So I mean, he he can he can run the starters too. I mean, he knows how to. And that's why he's so important, right? Because yeah. Last year, if Raymond Felton was our backup point guard, that boy doesn't move the ball. He yeah. Like, he likes to dribble. He likes to shoot. He does. He likes to waste time. Schroeder can move it. Schroeder likes to get out and transition. Raymond doesn't. Mm-hmm. Schroeder can throw alley oops to guys like Nerlens Noel and Jeremy Grant better than Raymond Felton can. And that's just why he's so important to us. But then there's times where he's just shooting terrible. Oh yeah. He just has terrible, some bad terrible, shooting terrible. nights. Like, there was another. There was a game a couple games ago. He shot like two of eleven from three. Mm-hmm. It was just garbage. That's not, that is so bad. Not good at all. He's got. I mean, everyone has slow nights, but Dennis. Dennis is. I mean, he's had quite a few this year. I mean, obviously, you don't want to see him shoot eleven threes. I don't want to see him. Shoot I wouldn't. I don't six, want to see that. Yeah, he's really. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna stick with five. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll I, stay at I five. I think five's a good number for him and Russ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'll take I'll take eight from PG a game to be honest with you. I'll take more than eight, honestly. <laughs> if he's if he's hitting it, I'll take more than eight. But I don't know. I feel like just Dennis Schroeder heading into the playoffs can be an X factor, and just in these next fifteen games, seeing as we play eleven playoff teams out of our next fifteen, and of those that are not playoff teams, we play the Lakers, the Timberwolves, and then someone else, and then the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, we got. I mean, oh, we got Dallas gotta... was the fourth team. Yeah, we got to step up, take some wins. I mean, like like we were saying earlier, that that Milwaukee game on the last the last uh, game of the season that could be a pretty gimme game. Uh, you know, more than likely, you were saying you, that they should secure the one spot by then, which I agree. I think they will. I think they I think they are the best team in the East. I think those. I don't even know if I would. I don't know if I would say they're better than the Warriors, but 
Honestly, yeah, I think they are. I think they're the best team in the league. Anyway, right now, I, at least right but. now, I think I think they deserve the one seed. I think they will secure it. So yeah. I think that last game, exactly, it should be a gimme because they'll have it secured. They won't want to play Giannis. Yeah, they're gonna want to rest Giannis. They'll probably want to rest Chris Middleton too. Yeah, honestly. So that game hopefully should be a gimme. Should be, yeah. And then we got games. We got Toronto twice. We got Denver. We got Houston. We have Golden State this Saturday. Um, and then Indy, tie, Indy twice. Brooklyn tomorrow. Just not easy games. Brooklyn, I mean, I don't want to say that's a gimme, but Brooklyn, Brooklyn's hot. Not hot, but, you know, they've They're been playing good. Team. Great young team. I love D-Lo. Uh, love Jared Allen. Love Dinwiddie. I, I love that team. Harris LeVert. Karis LeVert, love that whole team. Uh, I know you love that team, too. That's like my favorite team in the East. If I had to root for a team in the East in the playoffs, that is them. I love watching the Nets play. I do, too. It was, it's really, really interesting. I feel like they're the kings of the West. Yeah. They're kings of the East, I mean. Yeah, I, I agree. Even though they're a lot different, I feel like just the young talent and their success right now, like the kings are they're not far out of the playoffs. And the Nets are in the playoffs. It's right going to be interesting how to see how the Nets develop over the next few years. Because I mean, they've got a good, young, solid team. I mean, other than Denver, I think I think I would assume they're probably the second youngest in the league. I mean, they've got some young players. Yep. Jared Allen, what is he a sophomore? If he's not a sophomore, he's a third year. I mean, but they, I don't know. I just can't emphasize. I mean, I mean, I know we talked about it, but the importance of winning. 10 out of the next 15 games, right? Oh, yeah. Because right now we are a full game behind Houston. We do play them once in these next 15 games. But we have the hardest schedule in the NBA. And the three seed would allow us to not play the Warriors into the conference finals. Give us home home court advantage. I guess it wouldn't give us it in the second round unless the seventh seed won. But, I don't know, just getting the third seed is way better than getting the the right because i would rather play the clippers in the first round opposed to the trailblazers or whoever i guess gets the sixth seed yeah i mean i i'm i i would i would like to play i i'm down with the clippers trailblazers jazz spurs honestly all four of those teams not down with houston don't want to play houston exactly right because if we are now, if we were to somehow hit four and five with Houston, I'd be surprised. I would too. I think Portland will stick as the five seed, and then it's. I think it's going to be pretty much how it is, right? Golden State one, Denver two, either us or Houston, like us or Houston, like you can switch it up three four, and then five is Portland. Right now, six is the Clippers, seven is the Spurs, and eight right now is the Jazz. I think you. I think the Jazz. I, they're they're better than the eight seed. Exactly, but they're going to get knocked out in the first round if they play the Warriors. They're going to get swept. No, they. Uh, you think May, so? Maybe one game. No, they actually they beat the Warriors in Golden State not too long ago. Yeah, but we're talking playoffs. <laughs> That's true. We're talking playoffs. Golden State brings it in the playoffs. They lost one game last year. That is true. Well, that no, no, sorry. True. The year before they lost one game. Last game last year they dropped one game to the Cavs. And they dropped. Well, they dropped. The three only, yeah, the Rockets. only game, that, the only series that went far was Houston, which which, which was, Houston should have won that series. Which Houston easily should have won that series if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt. One in seventy-two thousand chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So these this next span is very important for seeding, obviously, and just important to show what this team can do heading into the playoffs, right? Because I think we're both confident in this team. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I think, I mean, like I said earlier, PG's in a little bit of a shooting slump. He'll get it back, though. I mean, he's not going to shoot like this in the playoffs. He's not going to shoot like this down the stretch. I mean, I, I guarantee he'll have a good game next game. Uh, I mean, we'll get our mojo back. I think I think last night was a little bit of a wake-up call. I mean, we played good defensively. That's what you actually – obviously, we didn't put up a ton of points, but we nope. played good defensively. Very good defensively against a team like Utah who usually throws up a lot of points on us. Um, I've also – I've just gotten an update about the, the fan incident. Russell just got fined 25000 for that. And I get it because he drops an he drops an f bomb yeah, and really threatens fans. I get it. I it's can agree with to that too. He, yeah, I just realized something. Two dollars and fifty cents. To speaking him. of that fine, that's the second Thunder player to get fined in the past three days, right? Because Paul George got fined. That's right. Saturday he got fined for the Saturday refs. Night? Fined for the refs. Yeah. So yeah, Saturday night against the Clippers. He spoke out on the re- or who was it? The it was the Clippers. It was because Patrick LA. Beverly and the, oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Patrick Beverly and the altercation on Twitter with Paul George. Yeah. I mean, that was interesting. wasn't anything too crazy, but it yeah. was so Paul George just pretty much spoke out spoke out about how like that was the first game of the season that him and Russell Westbrook both fouled out, and he was just saying like it, it's got to go both ways, right? Russ gets fouled, like Russ gets hammered harder than most people. Like he said, harder than anyone in the NBA when he drives to the paint. And obviously he's going to say that, but like obviously Russell does get hammered he when does. he goes. To the oh yeah, and sometimes he does flop, but there are some times where he just gets destroyed and nothing happens about it. Mm-hmm. And so Paul George just called out the uh, refs, and he said, "I know, I know, I'm going to get fined, but what else can you do? You can't just sit there and do nothing. You have to say something, right? Because you can't just let the other team go with that, like with way less fouls than you. I don't know." Yep, he. I mean, he said he said I know I'm gonna get fined for this, but got to speak out on it. And I, I mean, I respect that. I mean, you got to say something. You can't just sit there and play victim. You know, I I agree with PG in that situation. Ooh, and then the, I remember the same game, right? The the foul that got Russell out was just like a terrible call, too. The same one with PG. PG. Well, not it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't. I mean, for a sixth foul. I I can't remember Russ's exactly a, what happened. Russ's was a charge that was not a charge. I, I don't remember who it was that took the charge, but he was not stuck. Not so he was he was moving. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's you know, Paul Paul George had a similar situation, I think. I think he uh um I think he just got I think someone extended I think what happened was someone extended their arm on him and he fell and they called it a blocking foul. Ooh, I remember that, yeah. I think that's what it was. But, I mean, anyway, you know, tough tough refs. And then, I mean, obviously, I don't even know if they spoke out about it, but, like, just thinking of Paul George and talking about just, like, not getting fouls, you think back to game five against Utah last year when he pump fakes, Gobert jumps out of it because we're down by three, right? He pump fakes, top of the key, Gobert jumps at it. He jumps up into it like every player does. Shoots it, misses, doesn't get a foul. Mm -hmm. When they call that so much, just things like that. I don't know. I I love and hate that that call because it's like it's like they call it half the time. They call it sometimes and then they don't call it the other times, but it doesn't make any sense cuz when they do call it, there's no difference between when they don't call it. I it's the exact agree, same right? play. I think they pump fake, I- jump into them, they hit each other, they throw it up and they blow the whistle. Then the same thing happens in a different game and they just don't. But it's the exact same thing. I completely agree, right? I think it should be a foul if the guy 
jump straight like if the the guy who's on offense jumps straight up like a normal form but if he like leans into it it shouldn't be a foul right yeah if you have to lean if you have to lean into the player it's not a foul because you're the one initiating contact exactly but if he jumps at you and he puts his arms in your face and when you're on when you're going up from your second release after that pump fake and he's hitting you just just because he ate the pump fake that's a foul yeah exactly yeah i agree I, I love that Paul George called out the refs because twenty five thousand is nothing to him. Two dollars and fifty cents. So, so yeah, hearing that is great. All right, and to wrap up, we got our weekly shout outs. Weekly shout outs. All right, first of all, who you got? I got Mike Lee. Shout out. Twelve. What does he have? Thirty five on his ACT. That's my boy. <laughs> I love you. Uh, shout out too. We got Ozzy Seth Osborne. Bro. Shout out, buddy. Shout out to you for being a bro. Yep. Yep. Day one. Last shout-out, uh, we got the Ed Memorial basketball team made it to the semis in state. Lost to PC North. I mean, heartbreaker. Heart, it was a heartbreaker. We're the better team, though. Everyone everyone in the state knows that. We're better than Booker T, too. They got, and they got one good player. Yeah, they, they got one good player. They got carried. Rough game. If any PC North kid is listening to this, y'all got carried. <laughs> you know it. All right. Thanks for listening. Peace out. See you.